it's very difficult to stay on top because it just moves so fast. People don't understand how fast the space moves. Like I was working three jobs trying to navigate the NFT space when I first joined and I couldn't. I said, the only way I could do this right is to leave my job. And I took that risk and it was a huge gamble, but like it still paid off and I'm glad that I did do it. Hello and welcome to the People of Web3 podcast where we talk to creators, builders, and thought leaders in the Web3 space. We explore and unpack ideas, values, and strategies that hopefully can help all of us navigate this Web3 movement with a bit more purpose and clarity. If this sounds interesting to you, then feel free to subscribe. But other than that, please enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the People of Web3 podcast. I'm Frank, and with me is my co-host Blaine. And today we have Irish, aka Irish NFT girl, no Irish girl NFT on Twitter. <laughs> Irish, NFT <laughs> Irish NFT gal. Irish NFT gal, aka Irish, aka Neve. Hi, how are you? Hello, Frank. How's it going? Delighted to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me on your show. Yeah, um, we met face to face in person during NFT NYC this year, 2023 in New York. Um, and I just know you've been super active in the space, in the Web3 space. I see you everywhere from conferences around the world, um, doing panels to a lot of Twitter spaces. And just excited to get to know more about um, what you do and what you're working on. Um, do you mind giving us a little introduction about how you got into Web3 space and what you're working on? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm working on a few very interesting projects at the moment. Um, but first of all, um, I entered the NFT space originally as an artist to sell my traditional artworks um, and wanted, wanted to digitalize them, learn the process and uh, learn how I could monetize off selling my artwork that way. Um, I did pretty well, but I seen that a lot of artists and a lot of brands were struggling to enter the space. Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of bad things were happening um like two, three years ago when I first entered the space. So I le- I learned pretty quickly that education was very important in the web three space, um, because it is all about self-research and um like self-custody. So I started to help people with their marketing, help people with um their social media channels about how to like effectively communicate. And I've been doing that full time now ever since. Um left my nine to five about two and a half years ago and haven't looked back since. I've been working on some really big projects like CryptoPunks V1, Crypto Skulls, um, a lot of historical NFT projects uh, dating from 2017 and 2018. Um, as of recently, what I'm focused on is trying to build a crypto hotel. It's Portugal's first crypto hotel. It's called Ooh. Luxury Hotel, and it's based in the Algarve on a really nice beach. Um, I was actually traveling myself the past uh, like six months around Spain, Portugal, and ended up bumping into a couple of crypto friends um, who I met and they were uh, partners in this hotel. And I just thought it was really cool that they were building a crypto hub you know, a place for digital nomads to come together, learn, you know, have workshops, hackathons. Um, so they're they're currently building that at the moment. And um, yeah, they they hired me to help them with trying to 
monetize trying to um use their social media platform so i do a lot of twitter i'm mainly uh really busy on twitter my day definitely consists of a lot of um social media posting scheduling um but i yeah i i absolutely love what i do so um yeah i i like highly recommend for anyone listening as well to definitely you know, there's definitely an area for you to stay full time, even in the bear market. There's definitely a lot of opportunities here. And I'm seeing even more opportunities as of recently than when I first entered the space. Interesting. OK, there's a few. There's the hotel. There was the, the crypto, the NFT projects. But the last part around opportunities in a bear market, that's quite an interesting point, because normally people associate the opportunities with the bull market. What do you see as some of the biggest opportunities kind of right now as we're kind of pretty deep in the bear? Yeah, I think it's really evident right now um, the type of people, the type of brands that are entering the space now for the right reasons, because mm. they know there's not a lot of profit right now circulating within the market and there's not a lot of like spare cash um, to go around for everyone that people are really i think you know getting feedback they're researching a lot to make sure that the product they're building is actually sol solving the problem um so they're using like that web 2 strategy bringing it into web 3 making sure that it is something useful like a tool that is useful to use and people will want to use it um i think if people are using it now in a bear market then it's only going to get better um, when they're focusing on it now when there's not so many people. Like, yes, a lot of people have left the space, but I think a lot of them people will be back, plus more, plus all, all, new, all new people that were, like, trying to help on board. So um, it, it's, it's definitely, I think, the perfect time to enter the space when you're not missing out too much in terms of uh, sales, but you're learning so much at this time because you're seeing new startups pop up everywhere. We're seeing massive brands like Ferrari are now accepting Bitcoin. I seen yesterday on the news, like every big brand is entering the space now. And I think that's because they're using this time to learn and maximize that like um mm -hmm. educational side of things um like i was only noticing the other day that the amount of in real life galleries that are entering the space is massive um because they know they have no other choice you know they know people are becoming like digital artists like even traditional physical artists they still need to learn digital tools in order to sell their artwork online like how do you take a photograph of your art that's still you know being like a marketer so yeah it's a there's so many different opportunities and I think like just because people see right now that the money has kind of like a lot of it has left the market then they leave themselves so especially in terms of collectors they know what artists not to spend their money on they know who is here then for the long term and thinks of it more than just money and more than just profit they're they're looking for it because they see a reason as why to stay mm. when you're talking about um coming in for the right reasons is that more or less just projects coming in having a solution to a problem is that kind of what you uh, they're not just here creating a problem and trying to raise some money they've actually got the, they're coming to the party with a solution to a, an actual problem that exists is that kind of what you mean by yeah. for the right reasons? 
Yeah, um, not not just that. I mean, solving problems is definitely something that we need to try and show that, like, you know, NFT projects aren't just about, like, art and no utility. Like, a lot of artists come in and they're just trying to sell their art. That's not going to get big Web2 brands into the Web3 space. We need already, like, to talk more about the utility, like, tickets, memberships, um, stuff that we already know, like, loyalty programs coming in. Um, and, and using that as effectively as possible, but something so easy for anyone to use. Um, so solving the problem could just be better visual design. So it doesn't have to mm. be all about the the actual like product itself, but like my background is in UX design. So I see a lot mm. when it comes to like uh, exchanges or custodial wallets, I always try and like even get in on like a better version of a new product like that like I used to always subscribe to product hunt before the NFT space I was that kind of a nerd that I loved looking at what new people are building before it gets famous um and that's what I I'm very focused on now is helping startups you know grow and scale so for me it really helps my own like thinking how people can start off from the ground up and how to make it big and make it something useful that everyone wants to use hmm. So just in the, the in real life galleries are kind of onboarding to Web3 now. I mean, that's probably something you're into, Frank. Like and it would make sense, but I didn't actually realize it was happening. I mean, uh, the, the yeah, in real I'm life curious because I've been hearing, I guess, mixed feedbacks from traditional galleries. Um, many of them still don't uh, see digital art as art, of course. Um, there are those who are testing things out, um, having digital screens to feature digital and NFT art, and some even are new galleries that um, establish their brand from the very start as an NFT gallery. And I've seen a couple ones um, recently worked with one in Japan, and then I know there's like Super Chi from US, and they've been doing pretty well, um, and they have a different business model as well, um, utilizing uh, NFT market platforms and smart contract um, transaction splitting as a new way of making income uh, compared to traditional galleries. I think that's very, very interesting. Um, but what are some, uh, I guess, feedback from traditional galleries that you've been in touch with? What are they saying about digital art and NFT art? And what's their stance on um, whether they want to participate in this Web3 world? Is it just simply because they feel being forced and pressured by the mark upcoming market? Or is, uh, is the traditional way um, not as sustainable as before? What's their thought process on this transaction uh, transition? Yeah, it's really difficult to convince traditional galleries. Um, I've been in touch with a lot, but probably way too early for them. Like over three years ago, it was like cold calling. Um, and by cold calling, I mean just emails, people that didn't know me. Like traditional galleries is all about the connections that you know. So if you're a nobody, it, like if you're not a well-known artist in your country, 
then it's going to be like nearly impossible to convince them because uh, that's how the ordinary like world works. You know, there's always like a middleman. And that's what really interested me in the NFT world that like that is like cutting off the middleman and that you can be in control yourself of your future. Like no one else should have a say as to what you do in your life. Um, So this is like something that I really believe in, but that is completely against what traditional galleries go for. That's how they've made their business since the very beginning. So I think like what you said there um, about a lot of galleries now popping up specifically made and designed for NFTs is probably the way that we will see it in the future. By the time that like, we convince all of the world's galleries that NFTs should be, you know, displayed. Um, already NFT galleries will probably surpass and be way more popular. So it's that kind of like if you're late um to something like this, um, like yeah, there's always time for you to jump on. But when it comes to galleries, they're all about art. So it's very like, in my opinion, it's it's very stupid for them not to dive on to this new technology, you know, to ignore it is is very much the wrong thing. And I think we will see a lot of regret um for the for these business owners and a lot of um traditional galleries here in Dublin, absolutely they would say no. Um they would ignore me um unless they see that I'm making millions of dollars and I could prove it but I don't see a reason as to why I should prove how much I make as to why or not I get accepted into something in life it should just be about who you are as a person um and if you're doing something good for the world and that should be it but that's definitely not the way it is unfortunately for a lot of things so um it's 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 definitely something that I would love to do right now but a lot of galleries that I've been to a lot of digital galleries that have popped up have been way better like um way better like attendance rate because you're getting like a lot more young people because if it's something new again straight away sparks interest you know um I haven't seen many NFTs in galleries here but there are a few um but you just have to really like open your eyes and try and find out so one thing that I did recently that really helped me to kind of connect with other people in my local area is I set up a local group chat so people could meet up like for coffee, for drinks, uh, like once a month. And that's really helped in terms of like artists try try and come together. You know, you could sign a petition together and then they might listen. Whereas just one voice is probably going to get ignored. Whereas like 100 voices is definitely taken a lot more seriously um one time we did go to the newspapers about it as well and that kind of helped to get more people actually knowing that this is something serious you know it's printed on like hard copy so straight away people are really o- opening up their ears that way um I think you just have to go back to traditional methods to teach people um sending like yeah sending an email is a very like it's not a close connection so it's very difficult to do ringing someone up is you're still like a, an, a, a close off connection you need to meet up with people in person and um, over a drink over a coffee and I feel like that's the only way that people will really get to know you or trust you so that's probably more important than anything just to get like a close knit community and like yeah do do as many different things like that as possible signing a petition like still really works. Mm. I'm curious 
you say you made a group chat for your local artists. Are these artists who are already in the NFT space or are these traditional artists who are curious to learn and they're open to meeting you in person and learn about it? Mainly they're crypto enthusiasts. So not even all of them are or interested in NFTs, but they're all interested in like self-custody. They're all interested in exchanges, in um, like how to be your own bank, you know, or that to, to not use like financial institutions. Um, so some are artists, but definitely not all of them. Most of them just want to learn. Um, but yeah, it's it's quite difficult. I did kind of waste a lot of time when I first joined NFTs, like randomly messaging like my favorite artists, being like, "Have you already sold an NFT, or do you know what it means?" And a lot of them were curious, like really curious. But most of them that I did contact never joined. Um, I think they still have the same mindset that it's a scam, that mm. uh, I can't benefit from it. But anyone that I did encourage have most of them have left a job and most of them have changed their their life they've moved because of nfts and they've made more money because of nfts as well so um why why wouldn't you try it if you see so many success stories from other artists you know that's a really good question like why wouldn't you try it and i always try and figure out why people wouldn't um i mean the scam one's like an obvious one but yeah, I wonder why, like, is it like a, you know, I'm too good for NFTs sort of a thing? I, is that it? Or I don't know. But it, like the idea of not trying something, the idea of not yeah. trying something this big is like, why wouldn't you just explore it just a little bit? I think if you don't see role models or you don't see someone within your local area doing it, you just automatically don't, like you can't see yourself doing it yeah. unless you see someone else close by doing it um for like a lot of people are like that I'm I'm definitely not I'm like if anything I'm more motivated to be like the first person to do something or mm. but the majority of the world is like that um that they need to ask questions or they need to learn from somebody you know they don't want to have to like reinvent the wheel they want to just you know copy paste and try and do something that someone else is, is doing basically and, and make it a little bit different but um yeah it's it's um I don't know, it's it's hard to convince the world and it's definitely not something that we're going to be able to just do like this year. So I, de I definitely did stop um because I was wasting so much time doing that. And I think when you get so obsessed, like most people that do join the NFT space straight away believe in the te technology so much that they really just don't understand why <laughs> why the whole world is in it already. It's definitely one of those people for a very long time, for probably the first two years. Um, and now it's only really like this year where I'm like, just focus on yourself here. Like I've helped, I've tried to help as many people as possible. Most mm -hmm. of them didn't listen. They'll come back. And when they do come back, you know, something else will probably happen. So it's very difficult to stay on top because it just moves so fast. People don't understand how fast the space moves. Like I was working um, like three jobs trying to navigate the nft space when i first joined and i couldn't i said the only way i could do this right is to leave my job and i took that risk and it was a huge gamble but like it still paid off and i'm glad that i did do it um but yeah definitely definitely this year like the the in terms of like clients and and stuff a lot of people are just 
a lot of people just assume then as soon as they enter the NFT space, they can make millions or they can sell out. Like it's still very difficult to do. And uh, it's only going to get harder as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, Like if you joined three years ago, yeah, you could probably sell out within a month. Now, not so much. Now you need to be working for like two to three years probably to build up your brand, um, gain trust, like to build a community is still as difficult as it is to set up like an e-commerce business and try and build up to like Gymshark standard you know it doesn't happen overnight it's still building a business at the end of the day and I definitely have had a lot of clients that have hired me expecting me like you know you hire one marketing person perfect I'm gonna sell out just doesn't work that way unless everyone works together as a team yeah we're we're obviously kind of biased in that we we really love the kind of the NFT space, the crypto space. But as someone that's kind of pretty deep in it, what do you see as some of the biggest things that as an industry we need to like work on? Like some of those things that, you know, we're maybe falling a bit short on, generally speaking, as an industry. Yeah, I think just like simplifying what it is that we do. Like I, I know for sure that my parents don't know what I do. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and I've explained it so many times, but it's uh, it's especially because most of the space is filled with men that are probably developers, and they don't really know how to explain simply. Um, that has a big effect. So, to under to to teach people, you need a certain person. <laughs> you need not like most developers are not educators most developers are not like should should probably not be teachers like in the term in the sense of the web3 space because it's a different way of teaching it's not like a college university lecturer you know where um you can yeah you can kind of half listen to i think the web3 space you really need to dive right in and be fully invested in it fully like fully um interested in it like you have to have your own interest or else it's probably not the the space for you um so I think yeah there's a there's a few things there (laughs) you work on difficult (laughs) difficult but it's a nice kind of space to be in I think the beer market it's been tough but I'm kind of optimistic to see how many people are still kind of active here. And it's it's kind of good in a lot of ways that it's weeded out a lot of the the noise and, and these sorts of things. And it's cool just seeing if you hop on X Twitter and you see people kind of building. Um we go through our downs. But it's the same people so. though, right? It's the same <laughs> people. I see the same people all the time now. It's like, oh my god, is there no one else? <laughs> There's no one <Yeah>. else. Just <laughs> just us. <laughs> But then they get to just do their thing without the kind of the noise and the and the distractions. So it's still not seeing people here, is, is is I guess what I'm trying I'm, to say. I'm curious, what's your current state of mind? Because we're now pretty deep in the in the bear. We don't know when the next bull is. Are you enjoying the bull, uh, the bear right now, or you know, or do you want the bull to come sooner? What's your what's your thought on that? Because I kind of want to see where you're at. A bit of both. Like I am 
trying to buy a house at the moment so yes I would love the bear to be right now I would love that to be yesterday but again I'm like still with new clients right now because of this like for instance the crypto hotel will not be finished until two years I think that would be the perfect time for the bull to happen and I do believe (laughs) it will be back in in two to three years anyway um I think it definitely won't be next year but I do believe it will be in what 2025 probably middle 2025 i'm just guessing right don't take anything i'm saying (laughs) but i'm just guessing confirmed confirmed. yeah (laughs) exactly the date the time no like i'm just guessing um and i think that is like the type of projects that i want to work on ones that don't want to launch even this year um because i know they're serious i know that they're they're working their asses off for like something especially like anything that is like physical like I um used to work in hospitality while I was in college I worked for like four years as a hotel receptionist so straight away I was like oh well I loved that job at the time so this is something that is kind of bringing back like uh things that I've done in the past again now into like blockchain um and I'm I'm really getting to connect with people that I thought I would never even talk to people that I looked up to like YouTubers um, and just like influencers that people that you just don't think you you would ever meet up with and because of NFTs it's all possible like um, like someone I always used to look up to was like Gary V was anyone with like social media Stephen Bartlett like I've got to meet all these people because of NFTs and it's just crazy because I definitely wouldn't meet them it any other reason or any other way in life and um I remember going to um what was it um like what was it called I forget what it's called oh I went to like a psychic years ago um probably like I only ever went to a psychic Bitcoin once in my to life 30 to three million. <laughs> <laughs> no but this is like so freaky because I, I don't really necessarily like believe in psychics but I went just for the fun just to see how it went and they did say that um basically that I would like make it with a new technology and was able to describe this new technology and it was blockchain but I didn't know it at the time I had no idea what they were talking about and I thought they were like crazy I thought they were cuckoo you know and they said that basically that this would like change your life and again when someone says that to you you're like this person nah. is <laughs> off the wall but now it makes <laughs> sense and what now... did the psychic say though like was it a she like I assume it was she did she say yeah, like yeah this new technology decentralization did, <laughs> no did, did no. they say you those words or like was it like <laughs> no. it's like new, new technology yeah they they basically just said like new technology but like I was kind of half listening to them because I was like I don't believe anything that they're saying <laughs> but uh from what I can remember they said like that I would be interviewed a lot because of this new technology and that I would be on um kind of like web three podcast (laughs) 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 and here we are today (laughs) yeah no I actually can't even remember but they just because they said new technology and that's something that I like always remember um they were able to like briefly describe it but definitely didn't mention like blockchain or they didn't mention these type of words that I wish they did because maybe I would have looked it up and like maybe minted a crypto punk den straight away <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but I, I didn't really you look wouldn't into know it. if if they knew they would have been the ones minting it out <laughs> very true and I, that this is another reason why i don't really believe in psychics it's like uh, they, they're not uh, they're not learning themselves then right from the the information that they're giving out to other people no like <laughs> they will always have an answer for you they will say like you know it's for moral reasons we know all these things but we can't you know use it to, to for greed and personal gains very uh, true very yeah it's like give me the lot of numbers <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very pretty interesting, interesting oh. though, especially with the interview stuff like that's kind of a fairly specific thing yeah. it is and I've never I never did anything like I never recorded myself beforehand you know I was never really like I never really was interested so much in like YouTube or anything like that and now it's something I use a lot um so yeah it's crazy how um I don't know different people that you meet in your life it's like one little conversation that probably only lasted like you know 30 minutes but and something then that you'll always, I think, think about, you know, it depends. It, it's it's great now, like the bear market that we get to learn more about. Like if if it was still the bear, uh, the bull market, even like, you know, we probably wouldn't even be having this conversation because so much is happening that you like now we can take a step back and actually go, bit, yeah. oh, maybe this is useful to me or maybe um I can help this person if. But first, like, let's find out more about them. And then you once you have like you're building that list of contacts, then you can really use it when the, the bull comes back. So I think this is the best time. It's something that I really love doing. I love like interviewing other people as well. And um, it's it's a great way to to learn from from what other people are doing and what mistakes they, they might have done in the past. Mm, yeah, for sure. You're, There's so you're much talk- going on. Yeah. Blaine, you go. I was just gonna say the so you got the cat on oh not the 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 hotel the the crypto hotel in Portugal why why Portugal is that just because it's uh you know there's quite a big crypto community there is that kind of why yeah it's a massive community so the founders are originally from the UK and they moved out there a couple of years ago with their family because of NFTs because of crypto. Some of the partners, like, you know, sold out NFT collections, moved there for tax reasons. Uh, like most most people that move there, it's for that reason. It's very easy to get residency. A lot of people, especially from the UK, were afraid of Brexit. Um, a lot of Americans moved over there, even after, like, it's a huge, huge American uh, population. I When I was over there, most people I met were American, and I couldn't believe that they even knew where Portugal was, you know? Most people that travel from the United States just say Europe. They don't even say the country. Um, so, um, yeah, I was very surprised by that. But um, it's so cheap to live um, compared to even comparing it here to, like, Dublin. So um it's a massive reason to move over there the good weather there's like 300 days of sunshine um it never gets ridiculously hot either so it's a nice temperature like all year round yeah and it's just really beautiful place um the food is amazing the wine is amazing home of port a lot of people drink port over there and is it the uh, home of port it's just good yeah yeah portugal is that why Port, Port Portugal? Is that is that Port, yeah. Port Portugal? I'm actually not 100 sure. Yeah, but it makes sense, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, Portugal's mm. a, a cool place. There's obviously a few people I know that have moved there for those reasons. And I mean, that kind of makes me want to go there because it's, it's nice being surrounded by people that are kind of doing a similar thing to you. I think that's one thing I find missing is, and something I'm, I'm look, trying to be more proactive about remedying is having more people in the real world that I can kind of uh, network with within Web3. So in Perth, there's, I think there's obviously a lot more now than when I kind of first started um, working in the space, but I miss that stuff. Like you can get caught up with, you know, interacting with people, PFPs and um, these sorts of things, just replying in the DMs and Discord and, and Telegram. But there's just a, there's a richness uh, if you can just meet someone, have a coffee with someone in the space, like you can't really, really beat that. So I, um, when I hear people moving to Portugal and to these other places, I definitely feel a bit of FOMO. I'm like, uh, it'll be nice to just <laughs> hang out with people in the real world that are into your sort of the things that you're also into. Yeah, Perth is a bit like, a little. It's a bit too big, right? It's like, you know, it's very difficult to meet, to, to bump in with someone that's like doing what yeah. you do. Yeah, there's definitely some here. And, you know, I think it's a matter of like, finding the group chats like you said you created some like a local group chat and um that's probably a good starting point to facilitate those sort of uh, those experiences but yeah like perth just geographically is i think it's the most isolated main city in the world like literally so i think it's, it's harder to bump into <laughs> just like people in this space here compared to europe where it's just everything seems so kind of condensed compared to australia where you've got these little cities and then just like vacant bits yeah. of land <laughs> but they exist still just need to find them well you got a little taste in bali at least yeah so that's kind of like our close portugal ish sort of thing i don't, I don't think you have the, the tax sort of benefits but there's definitely a hub of kind of nomads and and these sorts of things and whenever i'm there i was there for a year last year and just energizes you um kind of just going down to your local kind of cafe or something and kind of people are there working and uh, that's cool and I, I imagine something similar is happening in in portugal obviously a bit more spread out compared to bali but that sort of vibe i, I imagine is happening there as well which is cool yeah there's like weekly events on at this stage like it's there's always so cool. something to look forward to there's even um like lisbon is pretty big obviously like you know like being the city um but there is like a meetup called um i think it's just called meetup in lisbon and they even have like an events calendar every single day there's something on the calendar like even if it's just a small little meetup but like that's amazing to show how big the crypto community is and like the web tree community is like if every city had that just something to look forward to no matter what day no matter uh what like season it is um that that's the best way to try and like onboard people you know giving people like just something to look forward to as all as all most people want mm -hmm, for sure i'll definitely ask you about the portugal one because i'm planning to go there next year like around mid-year stay for for a bit for other stuff um but i know it's very active so i'm definitely interested to talk to you about that and also the hotel um 
we'll give you yeah. a private tour, Frank. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> bring your camera, you'll get some amazing snaps. <laughs> yeah, I'll be the the new sort of travel KOL in West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. There's That'll a niche there. There's, there's a niche there. You've got the travel influences, yeah. but there's no Web3 travel influencer niche. Maybe, maybe that's your thing, Frank. Could <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> be trying this like you know web3 ip food and beverages and yeah there's a lot of these going on yeah there's a lot of web3 brands like um my friend chantelle i don't know if you've met her from metabrew she's massive she goes to like nearly every nft conference around europe she's constantly like i think every month she goes to like five or six different events and she's wrecked because she's she's so tired. She's always on the plane. She's on on a plane more than she's off the plane. And uh, she goes around doing um for different like NFT brands. She'll display them on her beer can, have to print off different labels and so on. Oh, so obviously most people take photographs of it. And she's doing pretty well. She has her own brewery, um, in Germany, and she's very interesting brand. She's um one of the definitely one of the bigger brands that I've seen because everyone drinks like most people you know drink beer or wine or something at an NFT conference so most people who go straight for the beer <laughs> yeah <laughs> but this is this is what I'll do next Guinness yeah let's try and convince Guinness to enter the web3 space <laughs> yeah that'd be a good one on on board the uh not as many as beer well, I just learned that Ireland, there's 5 million people roughly in Ireland. So that's similar to New Zealand. For some reason, I thought it was bigger, but you guys kind of punch above your weight as well, I think. Obviously. We're everywhere as well. <laughs> there should yeah, be, I, the expect, I think, like before... the, like whatever that <laughs> yeah. like the overseas population there. Like yeah, before the famine there was probably triple the population and most of those people emigrated to America, uh, America and Australia as well. Well, America was obviously the first place, but um, a lot of my family even, um, I have more family living in Australia than I do here in Ireland. Like, you know, there's a huge emigration. Most people kind of bugger off somewhere else. There's <laughs> <laughs> definitely a big Irish community over here as there is a kiwi community um i've uh i want to oh if you want to finish up no, uh, no 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 you go for it i was just curious because uh, you mentioned you were working with crypto punks v1 did you um i mean I, I know you were um active within the crypto skulls i didn't know you were involved in the crypto punks can you share with us about um, what you did there or how the experience was or some sort of insights too much about that part of your journey yeah so they shared the story with me pretty early I believe like when I joined the discord I was like I think like the 10th person or something and I straight away was like where's your twitter they didn't have a twitter and I was like why not like <laughs> no one's gonna like buy your nfts if you don't have a twitter account you know so it's kind of like being rudely honest with them you know like do it now like right now it's already kind of too late if someone joins they're gone like they won't they won't believe in the story so um it was yeah i kind of like just 
got er- very early to it. Um, I like offered to set up their Twitter account. Um, so I did their social media for Twitter and then a couple of other platforms, but Twitter was definitely the one that like kicked off the journey. Um, so what it is is the original CryptoPunks, but back in 2017 when there was a bug in the contract, they got airdropped. You know, the claimants got airdropped the second version. Um, so that original version, there was nothing they could do. They couldn't sell it on a marketplace. They couldn't, like, you know, make profit off it. So they ha- basically had, like, these two NFTs on two different contracts. Uh, so the V1 is that one, the bugged version. Um, And what they did, the developers were able to create a wrapper to then profit off it so that anyone that was the original, um, and there wasn't too many people, but... um the original when they created the wrapper then they were able to create their own marketplace similar to what CryptoPunks did themselves um they have their own marketplace because you couldn't buy and sell it off OpenSea anyway but the yeah the original is what we were trying to share the story because a lot of people didn't know uh didn't understand like why there was like two different versions or did, like most people just weren't even aware of like the story so what they were trying to do is contact directly all of these claimants and be like, okay, do you still have it? Is it in a lost wallet or do you do you still have access to this wallet? And for, unfortunately, like a lot of these people couldn't access their wallet. So imagine knowing like you have, you know, something worth like a million dollars in something you can't access. Like a lot of people were didn't believe us. We were we were saying like it was very valuable because we were growing the hype and trying to share the story all at the same time. So the floor price got up to like um, 30 ETH when ETH was like over 4K. So it was extremely valuable for those that had like the top tier CryptoPunk that had the top tier, if they had like an alien or a zombie, like mm-hmm. there was a 1 million sale made. So why not? Like there could have been, there could have been more if people didn't like actually lose their seed phrase or lose access to their wallet, you know, but it's, um, mo- yeah, mo- most of these people just couldn't access it. Say, uh, they were experimenting at the time. They didn't think it would ever be valuable. So they kind of like could have thrown it away if they had it on like a stick. And that's what most people did have it back then. So it was an interesting one to work on. Um, now, uh, obviously like with the bear market like it's gone down in value like everything else but it's still pretty valuable um and whenever I go to an nft conference usually I'll wear a t-shirt to kind of like represent them because it's just something that uh like I started off in my journey with them and I'm still like a moderator on their discord and help now every every now and again but I don't really have like too much time to spare to help them anymore. They've already, you know, been able to share with the entire like Web3 space about them. And uh, yeah, it was a very fun project because a lot of people hated us. We were going to like punks meetups and they were like, you're not a real punk and all of this, and, <laughs> you know, because they were a lot of people didn't understand like what we were doing. They thought we were like anti crypto punk people where we were, we were just trying to share the extra side of the story. Um, but they thought like that for to be, you know, an actual crypto punk, you need to pay the more expensive one. And we were like, no, you don't. <laughs> this is like easier to try and help people to say they're part of the punk family, you know? 
Um, so it's uh, definitely settled down a lot now and we're we're definitely friends with most of them but uh, yeah it was it was interesting like most of us got banned from their discords and uh, like it's just because they see in our background color they like most of us wouldn't have even spoken to, to them spoken or said anything um, but just seeing purple backgrounds and we're like banned and yeah there was a there was a lot of hatred at first definitely and uh they uh they definitely like m- most most people now strive to get one um that already have um the the famous crypto punks they they want a pair because they're starting to become like punk pairs exactly yeah they're starting to sell the punk pairs and one thing that i did is I created a gallery and like a metaverse exhibition to display the pairs um like it would be like one person could have like 20 pairs and like that is an insane amount of money but most people that have pairs will not sell them because they know they could never like they might not never get them back again if you separate them you know it's very difficult mm-hmm. to try and get it back get two back let alone one so uh yeah that was something really interesting that I helped out and probably like the most fun project mm-hmm. that I've that I've ever worked on so uh, like today what's the the crypto punk v1 community like uh, what what are they doing or do they have plans to do something new in the future yeah so they have like i mean they don't have like a massive budget or anything because it's a royalty free project you know um so they're just doing things that like that will that can help grow the community so they they did a lot of like um work with videos to try and like share animations to try and share the story to c- convince new people um they they're doing a lot with in real life meetups like most of them went to the people art gallery recently in charlestown in usa they got accepted um to attend that and there's a really active like alpha channel where we share like if any one in the community is doing a new nft collection like a lot of them sell out because they see like it's like it's another punk that's um like investing in it like they really want to help support each other so i think that's all they want to do is just like continue to share the story that's all they ever really wanted to do cool cool all righty well i think i think we've probably covered all the all the bases they kind of wrap things up but for those that want to kind of connect and where can they find you online and and also some of the courses maybe maybe speak to what those courses are so they can kind of check those out as well yeah absolutely so i have a free self-custody course on udemy and i run that with a friend of mine paula gilfoyle she's a crypto trader so you'll get both the crypto exchange expertness uh, and then also from my side, just like NFTs. So um, yeah, anyone can sign up to that. It's completely free. Um, you can find me on Twitter mainly, Irish NFT gal. Um, I'm, uh, I'm available like on every social media channel. So you'll find me <laughs> the same the same name on all. That'll be the best place to get me. And then yeah, watch out. I do have a new course coming soon as well and that will be available on the maven platform so yeah i'm I'm experimenting with a few different platforms at the moment to see what one is best for me i like to advertise other platforms because um 
rather than just using my own platform I think like it, it can help uh, people find you better in terms of like web3 especially if you're on the home page or if they these will have their own section you know for mm. web3 very soon I'm sure excellent we'll definitely mm-hmm. keep an eye out for that one the the upcoming up uh, coming course and we'll share the links everywhere for everything you just mentioned um final question uh, a fun one looking into the future what are you most what's one thing that you're most bullish on when it comes to the future of nfts crypto blockchain yeah i would say physical hubs and crypto uh communities so physical hubs in that like we should see them more pop up everywhere i think um we see a lot of like working um communities like that anyone can can just rent you know rent a desk um i think hopefully we'll see that soon for like web3 communities so it'll be like entrepreneurs and a mix of the web3 space hopefully we'll see that kind of jump off in the next year or two 